Hey, what's up everyone? Uh, welcome back to the ninth episode of the solo pod. And first and foremost, I gotta apologize for being inconsistent. I missed a week or two. I think it's it's closer to two weeks, but I I don't have a valid reason to be honest. But it's um the I tried actually about a week ago. I tried making uh, an episode and I sat on this chair right now for 25 minutes just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and I I, 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 I did well but it wasn't up to my standards and I know I said to anyone who's listening to this on a regular basis especially to you people uh, uh, I told you that I want to make this or the reason I started this is because I talked to myself a lot and, you know, I got that mind that you can't shut off type of thing. So I use this as a outlet, a toilet, all disrespect. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I'm not bad with words, but sometimes it gets funky. So I apologize, but you know what I mean? Like, my mind is so full of shit that I gotta release it sometimes. So, this is the medium I choose. So, I've been okay for the past two weeks. I tried it, but it wasn't up to what I felt was right. I wasn't doing right by you or by myself. So, I just left it till today. But anyways, it's been two minutes. We've covered it. I hope I stay more consistent, but we gotta move on. It's 18 days into the new year. I hope everyone's doing well. You know, I hope you're still on your New Year's resolutions if you've had any. You know, after a certain amount of times, you kind of give up on that stuff, to be honest. You kind of go like, why the fuck do I make something year after year that I don't commit to? Fuck this shit. But, you know, it's human nature. You know, it doesn't work. Fuck it, I'm going to keep doing it because I feel like doing it. And I love it. So, and that's how I am. I'm not talking from a position of superiority or whatever. It's not like I actually do what I say I'll do every year. I've been consistent for the first time in my life. It only took me like 10 years of actually genuinely making new year's resolutions for me to actually take one seriously but one of them was to start exercising regularly and i started it actually on the day prior to the new year because i have this theory in my mind is give yourself a head start so don't 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 attach it to the new year exactly so i started it on the last day of 2020 december 31st it wasn't anything major i just went for a walk 20-30 minutes actually close to 45 minutes just like the podcast but it was fun and you know you should always whenever you want to start working out you should always select something that you'll enjoy you don't have to listen to all these people that are fucking monsters and fucking sleep in the gym and break their fucking shoulders lifting and going wild and you know like you don't have to David Goggins the whole way through. You can take it at your own pace type of thing. 
and you know it takes trial and error you learn these things over time it took me a while certainly certainly to learn it because for a long amount of time i thought oh if you go to the gym you have to do one two three four five six you can't do seven but just getting your ass up and gym or no gym just exercising is good for you and the reason i started honestly i'm you know 20 20 years old 181 centimeters tall uh 79 kilos I'm not fat, but there isn't any, it's not like, it's, it's skinny fat. And my fat isn't the type of fat that's like, if you look at your belly, like I got rolls basically. Rolls on rolls on rolls. It's, it, that shit's crazy. I, I, I'm telling you, that shit's fucking crazy. So, I, I wasn't feeling it. So, I had to get rid of it. Anyways. I'm working on it. I'm happy. I I need miss a day. I've been consistent. And there are also a few other things that I set in motion for myself that I haven't gave up on. So that's good. And I hope you guys and are doing the same. Anyways, I had I had something on my mind. I had something on my mind for the past couple of hours that I want to talk about it's the concept of time and just right now I, I was praying and I was thinking to myself if time suddenly stopped and I know there's a fucking awesome ass uh, I think Vsauce video on this I'm not really sure but if time stopped and of course a, lo a lot of things would change with it even if it stops for a second or so if we won't notice it the earth's gonna notice it the universe like shit's gonna go off basically you know time and space they come hand in hand but what is time to you and what is time to me what what is time to us how, how do we define time what is the concept of time is moving forward in time time but you can't i hate when people use like what is food food is food don't fucking use the word i'm asking you the definition of in its fucking explanation so basically my question is to you how would you describe time what is time to you if you let's say if you were sleeping and it was 7.42 and 31 seconds for more than a second. It's hard to explain, but what if a second lasted longer than a second? Would anyone notice? Would you notice? Uh, maybe, some, maybe some scientists that are currently observing it might notice, but would you notice it? How do you know time is moving forward other than looking around and saying oh it's five o'clock it was 12 o'clock a few hours ago or oh the sun is coming up or the sun is going down i don't know and it's this type of shit that i was this is the same type of shit that made me want to start a podcast because my brain would literally sit on this thought 
for hours and I would go on wild tangents and go on a thousand different topics but what I love about it is it's a love and hate relationship type of thing with my brain because when I was a kid and this took me years this too is basically a lifetime of practice I used to like I've been watching Dr. K uh, healthy gamers on Twitch, right? I've been watching him on YouTube, but he's he's stream he's he's streaming on Twitch, right? And he was talking to one of these streamers, Miskif, about ADD and all and all those sorts of things, and it reminded me when my teacher in the seventh grade went to my father on parent-teacher conference day. She was like, "Listen, your son is wonderful. He's a beast. He's funny, which is true." I ain't gonna lie, I, I was kind of funny, and I still am sometimes, anyways, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, <laughs> anyways, she was like, he's funny, he's cool, he's kind, all that stuff, you know, but, you know, you take take all that shit with a fucking grain of salt, because people like to compliment people a lot these days, and sometimes you can't know if it's genuine or not, but she was a really sweet teacher, so it might have been. But to make a long story short, she was like, he's good and all, but damn, my guy cannot focus in class. He cannot focus for the life of him. He, like, you'd have to go above and beyond to make this guy focus for a second. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, that's true. And she was like, okay, listen, so, um, Mr. Blank's father I think your son got ADD. He actually, actually said ADHD. Uh, you know, we were like, what's that? She's like, attention, attention deficit, hyperactive disorder. I don't know. But the moment she said disorder, the last D, that disorder, my father's like, now nah, fuck this shit. Disorder? What you say? My son crazy? I ain't gonna, my son ain't, my fuck. But my father didn't say it to her. He just looked at her. And he was like, mm, mm. he was just like, All right, let me hear her out. She was like, listen, back in Canada, um, I had a student just like your son. She was getting D's. Yeah, I ain't like she brought up the D's because I never get less than a B in English ever, ever, ever in my life. Maybe the first time I ever was in her class where I got a 75 or something. But by the end of the year, I'm pretty sure I took that up to at least an 80. So, when it when it came to anything literature or like English-based history, like the moment you take numbers out of the equation, lol, whenever you take numbers out of the equation, I'm good at it. Whatever it is, I'm good at it. Except Arabic. That she was hard as fuck. And I'm not talking about Arabic, like the actual just normal reading talking about the grammar because Arabic grammar and English grammar it you can't compare them like Arabic is way way more harder way more harder anyways she was like so that student had a D and you know I spoke with her father he said she I told him what I'm telling you right now he took her they diagnosed her they gave him the medication and she became an A student. And me, being a naive ass kid, I'm looking at my father with fucking bright eyes like, tuck, 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 tuck. yo, bro, let's go get this shit. You know I'm ass at math, right? 
let me get this shit. Let me get them A's, man. Come on. And my father's like, I, I see, I see, I get it. We're going to look into it. You know, my father's got he's polite. My father, you know, the thing, him and I, most hate in life is making a scene out in public. Like, that shit is goofy. But the moment we walked out of the class, I, I looked at him. I was like, so when we going to get it? He was like, get it? Are you dumb? You ain't got nothing. She's like, what, disorder? Man, you ain't got no disorder. Just focus in class. The fuck? Trying to put your medication, fuck with your mind, and blah, blah, blah. And I was salty. I was like, ah, damn, like, come on. Like, this my secret sauce to getting A's. But a few years later, you know, I, I kept seeing people pop up talking about how that ADD medication fucks with their mind really brings their mood, their energy down, basically makes them fucking lazy as fuck. Because if you think about it, ADD is just being hyper. So to counteract that, you make people lazy as fuck. So they can focus on the task at hand, right? And a lot of people were regretful. And at the end of the day, I believe in some ways I mastered my own mind. In some ways. Like, I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant or foolish because you can't truly, except to be one of them monks that you know, they got the Samsungs and iPhones, but they're still living their monk life up in the mountains. If you ain't them, you, you ain't master nothing because they still actively working on it. And if they're doing it 24-7 for like 30 years and they saying like, yo, dude, we ain't mastered this shit. A guy like me who's just been doing it for like what? Honestly, at this point, 16 years, that shit don't count. You know, I still got a lifetime ahead of me, but I've come a long way. Let's just say that. And I bring that up because as a kid, and see, um, and you'll get, listen carefully. So, I had a hard time as a kid bringing all my thoughts together, connecting the dots, making everything come together. So now I started off talking about my ADD and I went into my teacher and then I went into my, how my father thought about it. And then I went into monks and I went into how she was talking about the girl was getting D's and she got A's. Now let me bring it all together in one piece. When I was a kid, I couldn't connect those thoughts. So I'd start off with the main thought I wanted to talk about, my main idea, and then I'd branch out to a hundred different things and I wouldn't be able to go back to my root. But now, with ease, I can do it. And watch me. The reason I brought it up is because today, as I am, I could easily attach the dots and I'm comfortable with how my mind works especially when I'm not in my podcast zone you know I could easily just catch on to things really quick really quick and that's why a lot of people were like you're you know when, whenever because I wasn't the type of person to sit down I wasn't I wasn't the type of person to take a verbal beating 
because even if I was never the strongest, although I used to like, I was messy, I used to fight a lot, never antagonizing someone, but standing up for myself or for someone I genuinely felt was getting wrong. But I was more proud of the way I could articulate myself at a young age. And I credit that somewhat to my ADD because my brother he's gifted academically it's not like he's the top of the top but he's usually right there with the top of his class now I'm mid when it comes to academics and I have no problem admitting that you know there's no shame and when I say my brother I mean my actual blood twin brother so that even makes it tougher because it's okay when your brother is older than you or younger than you. There will be comparisons, but you're like, yeah, the guy's older than me, the guy's younger than me. But when you're both the same literal fucking age, the comparisons, they amplify a billion percent. A billion percent. And, you know, I'll touch on this later. Back to my main point. People would try me. People would try me, people would try to diss me, people would try to talk funny with me. And I never sat down, whether it, was, whether it was my teacher, whether it was a friend, whether it was a foe, whether it was an asshole. I don't give a fuck who he was. You come at me, I'll talk back. And a lot of the times I got under people's skin so much that they just end up throwing hands at me. And that's when I learned, like... That's what, like, my, my, our school director, he called my father, and, you know, he was like, your son, man, he's being wild again, you know, the, one of the supervisors called me, you know, on some fucking bogus bullshit ass thing, they, they wanted to get, because when you're the troublemaker, even when you try to repent and move on with your life, you'll always be branded the troublemaker, and you'll never be given the benefit of the doubt. Because it's how you start. It's not how you finish with these people. At least with the ones I had in the beginning. Before I moved schools and so on. But anyways. Well, the supervisor came to me. Started chatting shit. And you know people started gathering around. Because I was like yo man watch your mouth with me. Like it's okay if you tell me yo come with me. And that's the thing. I had no filter when it came to standing for myself. I didn't even know this. I don't know whether it was because, you know, my father, he didn't take shit from no one. And my sister didn't take shit from no, from no one. So it just came down to me, you know. So if you come to me and tell me, yo, blank, you did a mistake. Come to the office and let's talk about it. I'll be like, dope, let's go. But the way they'd approach me and they talk to me. It isn't no third-rate citizen. This ain't no Indian caste system where you're the guy who's in the fucking sewers digging out shit. Like, they talk to me on, on some wild shit. And I'll be like, okay, hold on. E like, even if what you're... Even if, even if what you're accusing me of is white. You ain't got no fucking right to talk to me like this, boy. And watch your mouth. And like, I know you my supervisor or whatever... But, and like I said in previous episodes, so let me tie back into previous episodes, I respect my elders. I'll fucking clean your shoes if I have to. It don't matter. If you can't tie your shoes, I'll tie them for you. 
but I'm not respecting you only because you're my elder. I'm respecting you because you're a good man. You're a good woman. You deserve it. Now, I'm not going to go smack a fucking old man or woman or whatever. But if you come at me sideways expecting, you know, un undoubted, unquestionable respect, no matter what you do to me, then you tried the wrong person. So when he came to me and he started chatting shit, boy, I, a, a boy, I'll tell you what I did. I fucking went crazy on that bitch. I swear to God. I literally went like, I didn't curse. You know, get that right. I didn't curse because cursing is an L. It's an L. You curse, it's an L. I'm telling you right now. You There are certain situations where the curse, it's like an extra oomph to what you're trying to say. But letting it take main stage, at the end of the day, takes away from your performance. So I didn't curse. But I just went like, I started roasting him politely and I just be and he was a bald guy right and we were out in the fucking and this in the Middle East so I'm telling you it was 35 to 40 degrees Celsius it was fire and I looked at his forehead and I just told him sir and this is paraphrasing this happened way way this happened a long ass time ago basically I you know where I'm going with this it's petty but there was a crowd, there was at least 20 people, at least, and they were all surrounding us, he didn't even, you know, because to him it was, let them watch me shit on this fucking little guy, so I'm not going to tell them, because usually they tell them, yo, move out, move away, blah, 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 but he just wanted the audience for himself, but I backfired, and I just, after going on a fucking roll on his ass, uh, he's just taking it. I was like, listen, man. Maybe we should take this inside. Because for generally for the last minute and a half, I couldn't see you because the, shine, the sun is shining on your head, brother. I literally said the sun is shining on your head. I'm blinded. I can't see. And the moment I said that, because it's been in the hearts of many people to like just get off a ball joke on him just be dicks it's, it's been on people it's been on the tip of their tongue but they never wanted to say it you know because okay you're kind of a dick and also your ass is gonna get suspended but i was like at this point whether i did what they're accusing me of or not trust me it's gonna end up in a suspension so why not go out on my shield and after i spit that line like you know how the boys just like literally run different directions and start yelling and cracking up. That's that's what happened. And my brother's face turned red, 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 red. Man, oh man, I I, I felt bad because it is it isn't it isn't in my nature. You know, I could be a dick, but it's it's not something I enjoy. But when you antagonize me, I'm going I'm going to fire back. That's just that's that's who I was. Emphasis on who I was. Was not is right now. But you know my ass got suspended after that. And you know this perfectly illustrates how my brain works. It started off just talking about simple time and how time works. And then I went on this whole tangent, but I still know that I started off with time. Now if you look back 
literally when I was like 10 years old, there is no way. I'd literally spent three hours. I swear to God, I'd spent three hours thinking blank. What was your first thought? What was your first thought? What was your first thought? And that's why I'm grateful that I didn't take that medication that the teacher wanted my father to give me. Again, you see how I'm still all my future points still reference my old point. I would have never been able to do this if they hampered my growth by giving me them shit ass medications. And that's another positive of um growing up in the Middle East. Very diverse first and foremost. I'm sure a lot of places in Europe have this diversity, but at the same time, a lot of places in Europe have this um, anti 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 immigrant thing going on. Now I'm not gonna get into it, but where I was, they couldn't do that even if they wanted to, because their whole country was built by immigrants. Like the U.S. was built by immigrants, but the U.S. has a nationalization process and uh, they have the whole birth thing where you if you're born there you're a citizen but you don't have that in the middle east so you know it's much easier to know who built the country in the middle east or at least the country in the middle east where i grew up in so there was no there was no immigrant hate of course 10 percent of the population was native to the country and within that 10%, probably 2 to 3% of them, maybe even less, were just general dickheads. And, you know, they flaunted there. Because since the natives made up such a small proportion of the population, they were given immense benefits. Immense benefits. They don't gotta pay for college. They don't gotta pay for electricity. They don't gotta pay the water bill. They, and they're given a, a portion of land for free at a certain age. Um, and like every single step in life that secures you victory, they were given it. So, and that's thanks to the immigrants that came to the country and walked their ass off getting paid something that they would have probably got paid for double if they were anywhere else. But that's neither here nor there. The reason I bring that up was 85% of the country was immigrants. And I grew up in a very diverse place. Very diverse place. And that, it's it's lovely. Like, I loved it so much. It, it's so cool getting all these ideas, all these cultures. I remember I went to an all-Indian school after I left that bullshit-ass school I was in. That me and the teachers, they basically had a vendetta against the 10-year-old. And the 10-year-old was their greatest enemy. I'll never forget, actually, one of the supervisors, which a few years later, my friend ended up making her trip on the stairs. You know? So, <laughs> there's that. Anyways, she was a witch. Like, even the guy, you know, the bald guy I spoke about, that me and him had issues between us. After I left that school for like four or five years, my sister ended up going back and working at that school. She actually, she was actually the only sibling of mine. I have three siblings, not including myself, of course. She was the only one that ended up graduating from that school. And we all started in that school, but all of us ended up leaving it. In some parts, thanks to 
the issues that I had with them. But yeah, she was the only one that ended up graduating from that school and she ended up going back to working there for a short amount of time. And he saw her one day. And you know, my sister is a ride or die type of person and she, she was like, blank. You know, I know how bad these people gave it to you. Because she's seven years my senior, so the things that right now are foggy to me are as clear as day to her. She knows how things and she was you know she was an an a student she was you know student council president the anti-bullying president like she was she was on top of her shit and she she saw how things were going on with me so when she went back there and she saw the same faces that i had issues with you know now they're her colleagues instead of her supervisors but she was like fuck these people i ain't gonna interact with them I ain't, i'm not gonna curse them out because like i said in our family you know we're defied to bullshit but we ain't gonna make a scene and you know she was like blank she came back home one day she was like blank you know who tried to talk to me she named she named someone now i'm gonna move and my chair is hella squeaky so if you hear some fart noises i ain't fart i promise now it sound like uh, maybe you ain't hear nothing anyways she was like yo blank I I saw I saw this I, I saw this guy today or I saw that guy today and you know he smiled at me but I, I, I just ignored it and I moved on with my day and you know I, I, I looked at her and I was like you know what I really appreciate you but it's fine you know to those people that genuinely I think they did change my life for better or worse we'll I still don't know. I still I still can't make a judgment call on that, but they did change my life. But I had no ill will towards them. The the bold guy I just spoke about and my English teacher, which I still believe till this day is kind of racist. And you know when when people usually hear someone say oh that person was a racist, they're like, "Yeah, you no know, he wasn't." Or oh, you're playing the victim card, blah blah blah. And it's some goofy shit because they've never actually experienced like like actual true racism but anyways and i do have validation after i left years on later my friends who were still attending that school came to me and told me man you know what he did and they tell me all sorts of wild shit we can get into later but even him you know i was like you know it's fine smiles at you can be cordial with these people i don't have no issue with them it's life things happen you know it's a bit goofy to be in a fucking war with a 10 year old because i was 10 at that time but goddamn i didn't talk like i was 10 so maybe that's why they forgot i was actually fucking 10 years old but i was like it is what it is but and even the bold man so not the english teacher the supervisor you know mr k that's the, i'm just shortening his name he you know he was like he called over my sister one day and he was really sick at the time you know i, I wish him well i hope i hope he's doing well now he was like apologize to your brother from me you know i feel like we've done him wrong 
and genuinely I, I was shocked when she came back to me and she told me you know what he told me I was genuinely floored because even though I always believed in my innocence I don't believe in you know just thinking that hey everything is one-sided there are truly there are people that 99% of the time it's not their fault but at the same time you could also look within yourself and understand what you could have done better and what you could have you know avoid it or what you genuinely had the right to do so a lot of the times like was it me was it did i was my defiance my just because i held my head up high because i'll tell you what people really tried dragging me down whether it was because of where i was from because i was from a war a war torn country not that i grew up in it but they just associate you with it right so it, it's i don't know but i was a really prideful person and it's, it's a trait my people have though we're really prideful like we ooze pride it's not arrogance i i, I never claimed you know i was from the greatest country in the world <clears throat> like some of my <clears throat> american people but i know my history you know i know my history i could trace my lineage back fucking thousands of years if i want to i know what my people's been through and you can't drag me down no matter what so i i had that attitude since i was a child i didn't even need my parents to tell me about it although trust me my father did my mother did my sister did so i was like maybe I, maybe that was too much or something maybe i overdid it maybe like so many questions but the moment he apologized i was like damn maybe i was not crazy maybe maybe i was not crazy you know and you know i heard he was really sick at the time and i truly felt bad because i hate people like sickness or whenever when i was a kid i'm better with it now because i'll tell you why but first let me say the reason whenever i used to see someone sick or someone on a wheelchair or an old man that's really reliant on his son or grandson i used to tear up instantly on the spot i'd feel so emotional it would hurt my heart whenever i saw an amputee someone that lacked a leg lacked an arm like it used to even if they were smiling i was crying it, it, and i learned later on and I, I wouldn't say i learned it from people but from myself i was like why am i crying the person is happy why would the person want me to pity him because even if those tears are not like even if someone could say oh but they're not tears of pity i just feel bad for them but, but in that itself it's pity when you feel bad for someone and you know you just should see them as what they are instead of what they missed and that like i don't know but i'm thankful that i changed my perspective on that and the way i think about it uh, instead of fucking tearing up every time i see a codependent person anyways so and watch this again i keep saying this because i'm proud of myself i wasn't able to do what i'm about to do now maybe even six years ago the reason i went on this tangent talking about 
my teachers, the bald guy, all those guys, and him apologizing to me through my sister and to her and to my family. Because I tell you, we really went through a hard time with those people. I forgive those people. I have no problem with them. And I hope they forgive me too for being a fucking wild ass fucking kid. Because there were some times where I went full aggro just to test their patience. But the one person I ain't gonna forgive is the fucking supervisor witch. I'll never forget her fucking name. I don't hold grudges. If I see her, it's not like I'm gonna smack her or chat shit or go crazy. Or I'm gonna smack no one. I'm gonna talk shit to no one. But shake her hand. Smile at her. And you're fucking tripping. You're smoking crack. You're not smoking crack. You're injecting it, sniffing it, smoking it, inhaling it. Fucking wiping your face with it. All at the same time. If you think I'm going to do that. It's not, I'm not going to come at them with spite. But at the same time, I'm not going to come at them with love. You know what I'm saying? Because she, she, she was a witch. Truly, she was a witch. And what's sad about it is her son was one of the first people ever in my life. When I was a wild ass kid. That invited me over to his house. I remember there was a birthday party. And I brought this up to my friends in the group chat a few weeks ago. I was like... They were identical twins. You know, me and my twin were not identical, but they were identical. And they invited everyone in the class to uh, to their birthday party, except me. <laughs> usually, usually when that happens, two things happen. You either become the joker, or you don't give a fuck. I was a bit of, I'm not going to say at the, at the moment I wasn't salty, but truly, for about five minutes, I was like, hey man, that's dickish, like, because I didn't have any issue with them, or, to my knowledge, their friends, so, and they weren't overly friendly with everyone in the class. So that takes out the two possibilities of maybe they were friends with everyone in the class except me, which then it makes sense. Or maybe they, I, they had an issue with me for maybe talking or like having beef with one of their friends or with them. But that wasn't the case too. So it just felt random to me. And I was like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an outgoing person anyways. I don't like, I don't go to parties or whatever. Even, like, And that was when I was a child and it, even years later, I never went. And, but even as a child, I recognized, hey man, this shit, this shit kind of suck, man. Like, this shit would, if, if I wasn't so, like, cause low key, I was full of myself. If I, like, if my, you could call it confidence, but kind of an ego did not cover this fucking hole they tried making in me. I'd have been a fucking sad-ass kid. Because just imagine, 22 out of 23 people get an invite. Damn, what's the problem with me then? And that's what, oh, you don't always think, what's the problem with them? You think, what's the problem with me? But I, for a second, thought, what's the problem with me? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. 
the fuck problem with me are you insane <laughs> and that's just my mentality because i truly at that school if it wasn't my friends someone had a problem with me now of course blank you're the common denominator and i'd say to you that's right that is true but at the same time you can't control who's gonna like you and who won't and trust me i had a lot of friends I had a lot of friends and they fucked with me. It's just that in school there was the kind of juvenile side and the kind of your teacher, you forgot about the homework that you told us to do, tell us, uh, you know, check the homework. And I didn't vibe with the check the homework people and I vibed with the kind of juvenile people. And they didn't, they didn't throw too many parties. Although one of them invited me to eat lunch with them. And we ate off of one plate. All homie style. You know, you gotta, you know, it's an Arab, um, it's an Arab. I can't say Arab like an Arab or you'd be like, it's an Arab, you know. But even then, eating from one plate. And that's love. Anyways. And he was local to the land. So he wasn't part of the 2% to 3% I talked about that were jackasses. Anyways, so, and truly at that point I was like, they kind of dicks for not inviting me, you know. But it is what it is. And I just let it go. But I remember it. It's it's a nice footnote to like, I remember it and truly I laugh. I laugh thinking back on it because I was like, this is some villain making shit right there. But it's just that. Back then, I was a different beast. Right now, I'd say I'm weakened. I'm not that much of a guy who didn't give a fuck. I I mean, when you hear people say I didn't give a fuck, you'd think, you know, those type of people that someone says, please call me by they, them. Fuck you and your fucking shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm not like that, you know. I like, some people confuse being real and being true to being a cunt. Those two don't come, it's not like they come hand in hand. You can be a a real, true person, but also be kind and gentle. And I was that back then, but right now I I just calmed down seeing that, you know, life beat me down a bit back then. And I'm sad that it got the best of me, kinda, because it made me lose the edge I had. And that edge was wonderful, I'll tell you what, because I was so spicy. I was zesty, man. I'll tell you. I, I liked it. I liked it. But I just didn't like the the negatives. And the negatives really were a lot. But I brought up the twins because, you know, they, they're friends with the witch's son. And he's the same type of guy that invited me to the birthdays that I spoke about. You see how I'm attaching the points again? I'm Okay, I'm going to stop mentioning this point. But I'm so happy to show off my progress. You know, with how I dealt with my ADD. And doing this form of talking is dealing with my ADD. And that's going to be my title. Anyways, so that which I think I said it in a past episode. I failed the fifth grade. And to this day, my parents, my family, a supervisor that truly made my stay at that school bearable. And that I'll never forget his name or his face for the rest of my life. You know, he's the type of person where if you become rich or something, you buy him a house. 
and you pay off all his debts. You know, it's the type of person you hold close to your heart. Uh, he was a good man. And he, he, he told me, yo, blank, they're screwing you over, man. Leave the school the first moment you can. And then I had to retake math in the fifth grade. And this isn't like America where if you end up failing one subject, you can just roll it over to your next year. And you take it for the first semester and you move on which I found that out from my Canadian teacher, actually, not my American. So maybe, you know, North America, you do it different over there. Because when I told her I failed the fifth grade, and she was like, why, what happened? And this was in at my new school. She was, And then I told her, oh, I failed math. She was like, the fuck, I failed for, uh, math in the seventh grade, and they just let me move on to the eighth. They just gave me a semester to work on the math of the last year. I was like, I wish they did that here, because failing the fifth grade really fucked with my mental for years. And, you know, a lot of people believe that they fucked me over in the retake, especially. A lot of people feel like this was a fuck you, basically. Because if you don't know, they don't show you the grades of your retake. When you retake an exam, you know, they don't show you the the paper, the test. They just tell you, oh, you got this, you're a pass or a fail. Very shady. But, you know having a twin and being left behind and being 10 to 11 I promise you that fucks with your brain especially if you're already a person who overthinks and like I said in the previous episode I'm already thinking about life and death and God and heaven and hell and eternity and immortality and then you add this on top of it <laughs> as a kid I was going through midlife crisis as, t- as a 10 year old <laughs> it's hilarious but at least I can say it's hilarious right now but when I was going through it I was like fuck me my yeah so the reason you know even though the the witch was really fucking mean and a piece of shit to me during the whole year I'll never forget when I went back to the school to just clear up the last few things get my papers because I was transferring to my second school because my small town had four schools just the government school which was full of um, Arabs the Indian school which predominantly Indians but there were a few people um, the two private schools which had you know were fully diverse or whatnot although one of them had girls mixed which was the first one I was at the witch school and the other one was um, for a few years mixed, but then they separated to male and female campuses. So it basically became an all-male school, which really made people kind of weird. I'll tell you what, I'll get into it in another episode. Anyways, so I failed the fifth grade, and I was, I was down. I was down. I was as down as you could be. And... I went to I went to the school, I went to get my documents, blah blah blah. And as I was walking out there was a the exam hall moderator and she was a sweet lady, she was really nice, she was really kind. I didn't have an issue with her. And there was the witch, the supervisor witch, and she basically how how do I say this? She looked at me, and she called me, "Hey, blank." When I say blank, it's my name. 
hey blank and she said it in there's an arab way of like saying things very condescendingly and if you're if you're if you're arab or arab you'll know what i'm talking about and she's like hey blank um how did your exam go i hope to see you next year in the sixth grade and she started laughing you know what uh and you know the exam hall lady she just looked at me she's like she basically looked at me like i'm with this bitch man and she was she she she, i i felt that she felt bad for me but i uh but i but i looked at her i looked at the fucking witch and i was i was like yeah inshallah and i smiled at her and I walked out, and that's the last time I ever fucking saw the bitch again. And you know what? Like I literally said, if the bitch is burning next to me, I ain't wasting my spit on her. You can even hear I'm kind of fucking cotton mouthed up right now. I ain't wasting nothing on her. And a grudge. I want to differentiate two things. A grudge is when you go out of your way to be a menace. I'm not going to go out of my way to be a menace. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to be an angel. You know, and listen, emotions are high. If she was truly burning next to me, I'd probably, you know, douse her with gas. I mean, water, some water, cool her down, you know. And, you know, that's it. I probably would, but. The person, um, honestly, that is the, that, that specific line, the last time I ever saw her and what she told me, and I remember my father was waiting out for me in the parking lot, and when she said that, that is the thing that pushed me over the edge, because at the end of the day, you know, the bold supervisor, the English teacher, her, and they were all at the same level of antagonistic shits to me. I mean, the supervisor, he was the lowest, and it was honestly neck and neck between the witch and the English teacher. But when when she did that shit, yeah, she took it. Ten-year-old, just the worst moment of his young-ass life. He just rub it in. Mm, you know, it is what it is, and I don't know. Is it? Is it is she living in my head rent free right now? Because I don't think the the only times I think about her, literally last year I think I thought about her genuinely one time, and it was when I was telling my friends the story. And they, you know, my friend was like, "Yo, remember when I um, tripped that bitch on the stairs a few years later?" And uh, by the way, guys, don't worry, she didn't split her head open. It was like them stairs with like four steps, you know, it wasn't that big. And she was chasing him, you know. She was doing, she, she, she was doing too much. So she, the the brakes had to be, you know. The she had to pump the brakes manually. Anyways, enough about her. But yeah, that's cool. Like the things I did, the things I did in that school and. The things I remember are two vast different things. Because for the next two years... Oh shit, I just remembered what I did. 
to the twins. I kicked their friend's mother's ass. Ah, shit. Oh my god, I think I'm fucking unlocking the mystery. Right. Oh my god, I see this is dope. I'm sharing the moment on the podcast. She, she, she came in as a substitute science teacher. Because she used to teach the higher grades, like the 9th, 10th, and I was only like 3rd grade or something. And she was talking so much shit. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not the best of students. I slept in that class a lot. But kick me out of the class and I will gladly walk out. But don't make fun of me in front of the students, you know. That's going to make me feel bad. And when I feel bad, I talk back. So, you know. And notice the trend in this is they always start off by saying some dumb shit. Just making fun of the student. Because, please, guys and girls, think back to a time in your life where the teacher made some offhand disrespectful comment that you let slide. And just imagine if you never let it slide. And that's the story of my life in that school. I never let shit slide. And that's it. That was my downfall. Now, should I have been more attentive in class? Yes. Would that have stopped her being a fucking... Excuse my language, a bitch with me? Yes. But is that a fucking acceptable reaction of a 30 plus, 35 plus year old woman? Fuck no. So... You know, things at the end of the day, you got to look back at them and balance things out. And at the end of the day, a fucking adult should know how to act like an adult and not expect the 10-year-old to act like an adult. Anyways, she made some offhand comments. I made them back at her. And she's Indian, so you know she comes with the shit. So, Mass was about to get whooped. Although this school didn't allow it. So, I got up. And then... But I think she stopped herself and she kept talking shit. And I was like, I, I, please stop talking shit or I'm about to go off. You know, like, stop this. And, you know, guys, don't blame me. I'm a kid, okay? A lot of my moves were unjustifiable and extra. But if, if, if no one's going to stand up for you, you got to stand up for you. That's it. If no one is going to stand up for you, you've got to stand up for you. And I stood up for myself and I launched my fucking ass on both my feet, and I kicked their ass, literally, I actually kicked their ass, like, like, generally, because she was the substitute teacher, but the main teacher was also there, and she was laughing and going with it, and they were tag-teaming me, but I was like, you know, a woman, I got my left leg free for you, don't worry, but this one gotta eat the right, and she ate the right leg, and literally, as my right leg was coming down, my left leg went up, and I fucking kicked the other teacher's ass, because both of them had their backs turned on me. Yes, I know, I'm dirty, back attack, whatever. The moment I did that, I was smart. I knew, she's an Indian woman. This woman's tough. She gonna come after me, she gonna whoop my ass. I ran. I ran. <laughs> Not Iraq, I ran, baby. I ran so fast, you couldn't fucking see me. I was the flash. I was like, poop, fuck this shit. And let them smell my farts on the way out. Literally, I was like, you can kiss my ass. I ran. And I remember I ran around the school like three laps. The supervisors were chasing me. She was so fucking mad. 
but at the same time, you know, it, it, when I was a kid, I just didn't let shit slide. It, it's the things where today people let, it's, it, people let these things slide. People let these things slide. They're like, you know what, it's whatever, you know, kids gonna be kids or like people are gonna be assholes. Just take the high road. I, the high road wasn't constructed back then. I was young. Construction was still being planned. It would take another couple of years. I just did what I did. So the twins were friends with her son, which was the same grade as me. So maybe that's why they didn't invite me. So never mind everything I just said. They probably had a valid fucking reason not to invite me. Because he might have been there. He probably would have been there. You know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm just glad I could look back at my life and see that it was way too eventful for where I grew up. It's not like I grew up where it should have been this eventful. But, you know, you gotta be your own party sometimes. And for good or worse, it all happened. And I learned from all of it. And it led me to be the man I am today. And the man I am today, although flawed, although imperfect, but in reality, who truly is. And it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. And that's a big thing, I believe. And it's about the journey. Enjoy it. Enjoy every day of life. Till you can't enjoy it no more. Because your ass is dead. But take a second. Breathe in. And just feel how amazing it is to actually fucking breathe in. Because some people are on fucking ventilators. Some people can't move their fingers. Some people can't move their fucking legs. Some people gotta have people fucking... Like literally chew up their food for them. Or wipe their ass for them. I don't know. It's a... It's a beautiful world. With a lot of ugliness in it. But you can't let the ugliness take away from the beauty. And... Through all those struggles, and let's end this on a high note, through all those struggles and hard times and people, you know, that I despise and disdain, in a way, uh, there were a lot of people I, con I consider, you know, great men and women. Uh, a lot of people, you know, stood by my side. A lot of people really paved the way for me. And I appreciate them, and I'll never forget them. You know, that school had some of my worst memories, and it had some of my best memories. And, um, you know, I'll never forget the good guys. You know, in life, we always we always make a point to focus on the hate, just like I did right now. And the love is a footnote. But trust me, in, my, in the story of my life, if you gotta you know summarize my life in a sentence or two is you know, love is the conqueror love is truly what conquered all the hate in my life because i would have probably been defeated and would have been in a lot worse place than i am today if it weren't for the teachers that stood by my side you know, the, the guys that stood by my side and really saw saw through through all of my rubbish through all of my insecurities through all of my shortcomings 
you know they saw a brilliant young man they saw a talented guy they saw a guy who truly respects and you know he loves his elders loves his friends and family and you know would do anything for them and you know they really helped me so i'm 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 truly grateful to them and you know i keep a list believe it or not of all the people that niced me i don't keep a list of all the people that wronged me i keep a list of all the people that niced me and i work every day and strive for two things be fulfilled you know religiously spiritually mind like everything that comes with peace of mind i want to get fulfillment from it and letting my parents rest and not worry about how will i afford to pay two kids this college how am i gonna afford to pay this house's rent how am i gonna and it's not like we can't pay it but it's it's not the type of thing where it's like oh money don't worry we've got it in droves and it's never ending and don't even bat an eyelid you know i don't want to make it sound like i grew up poor or anything because i promise you i did not but money did cause us a few issues i'd just say that money money did cause us a few a few issues and that's one one goal of mine be successful enough to never think about being successful enough ever again never thinking about money or how am i going to be able to afford this or that without selling off this or that and the third one is pay back everyone who did good by me all the friends and mainly one but all the teachers and supervisors that you know put time into me put overtime into me because a lot of these teachers could have went home after school they didn't have to sit back and teach me they didn't have to take a break they didn't have to stop their lunch break that they get you know at least from them it's my only lunch break today <laughs> they didn't have to you know stop enjoying themselves during their small break to just help me with a question before the exam and guess why i'm so grateful to these people it's because of what i've seen before them and what i've seen after them so this i think this is a beautiful footnote to end this podcast on you know love love triumphs at the end of the day i know it sounds cheesy but truly even if it's not love per se it's not like i love them or anything don't confuse romantic love with love as in man i love you for what you did you know i love you for believing in me when goddamn near everyone under that roof was against me and yeah i don't know like if anyone's a teacher here you know love the kids you're teaching like make sure they're happy you know even the ones that are a bit dickish don't take it personally they're kids at the end of the day and kids don't know better and the moment you start treating the kid as a man is the moment you lost and the moment you start taking it personally and going out of your way to spite those kids is the moment you lost so 
you know don't lose to your temptations i know some kids say some wild dash especially these days like i i i you know looking back at myself i thought my dishes were bad god damn this the vile shit some kids say these days because it's so normalized it's because of all the access to information they have not like i i didn't grow up at the age of the in the age of the internet but youtube was definitely not popping as much as it is now and yeah that's all i'm gonna say and it's funny i actually had an msn account i'm I'm not that old but i remember seeing my sister with one and i really wanted one and i love how msn looked but you know that's a conversation for another day and again i can look back and i remember this was about adhd and you can look back at this episode and if you want you can listen to it twice three times you're going to be helping me out if you do that but the reason i'm asking you to it's not only that you're helping me out but mainly because you can tell that every point i start usually goes off to something that's vaguely related to something else that's vaguely related and then to something else to something else it branches off but it always comes back to the root and if i took them filthy ass meds if i listen to my teacher i would have i would have literally been broken down before i had the chance to build myself up so to all people with add adhd whatever you have trust yourself trust yourself take time before you take the pill before you start taking medication take time for yourself try to build yourself up because trust me I was as bad as they come, but I'm still here, and I think I'm doing good. But at the end of the day, the choice is yours. Do what's right for you, do what's best for you, and you consult your doctor, all of that. I love you guys. I love you girls. We're going to talk another day. You know I'm going to be back. I'll be back sooner than before, and I'll see you soon. Bye.